Harper's Honey. There was silence in the car as we headed towards Saugatuck and Sarah, and I welcomed it. I decided in the truck stop shower my plan to go to Saugatuck was reckless. I also decided I was a big, big pussy who was scared as shit. But seeing it was the end of the world, I was okay with it. Nothing feels better than having the bar for success lowered, and you can imagine how great it felt when I no longer burdened myself with the pressure of finishing my story or making contact once more with my one true love. Instead, I cleared any semblance of a plan and resolved to take things as they came, which meant I would more than likely quit writing and just spy on her like a creep. At the very least, I just wanted to see what she looked like since we'd come this far and then we'd probably get the hell out of Dodge. Basically, I had decided that this coward was more than happy to bury the hero. Maybe we could creep outside her store until we saw her and get dinner at Wicks. I'd let Chewie get a good night's rest and we'd drive back to Atlanta in the morning. Then we could spend our last days with family, including Gramps, who probably had his super nut back already, which I knew would be tremendously entertaining. As luck would have it, our buddy Boomer sold breast implants to real doctors, and Bo had convinced him to let us borrow a double D sample. Another good thing about the world ending was you didn't have to worry about returning anything you borrowed, or if you were a dentist, losing licensure over ill-advised scrotal procedures. I wasn't beaten off in the shower, Chewie announced out of the blue. This was fine, because according to my calculations, we'd talked enough about his sex life to last a lifetime, or four. Come to think of it, between Dusty, Gramps, Dad, and Chewie, I was okay with never seeing or talking about another man's privates for 100 lifetimes, which meant a lot less these days, but still. I thought I saw a huge spider. That's why I screamed. That place was disgusting. That's good, Chewie, because if you'd punched your clown in the face in there, you'd definitely get an STD. His head shot towards me so fast, the only thing missing was the crack you'd hear from a whip. My shower room was spotless, and I'm sure his was too, but aren't big brothers supposed to torture their little brothers with misinformation? It's punch the clown. His level of concern was obvious. Not punch a clown in his face. It's fantastic is what it is. I knew that. I was just testing you. I was also kidding about the STD, I said, laughing and pounding the steering wheel. I heard Chewie murmur another motherfucker under his breath. Saugatuck, Michigan has always been one of my favorite places in the world. It's a dreamy little beach town on the eastern coast of Lake Michigan. The shoreline is picturesque, with shallow beaches that lead up to giant dunes crested with hardwoods and evergreens. Downtown Saugatuck is a charming little town nestled into Lake Kalamazoo and minutes from the beaches. In the summertime, wealthy people dock their boats and mingle with the multitudes of Midwesterners that flock there. They all come to beat the heat at the local beaches or shop in the fun stores that line Butler Street. My family had vacationed in Saugatuck often but I really got to know and love the place while visiting Sarah and her family over school breaks. Saugatuck was the reason why Sarah and I connected in college. She loved what a small world it was where I'd vacationed in her hometown and both of us chose Purdue in Indiana rather than the in-state Big Ten choices most of our friends had made. I didn't think it was a big deal at all, actually. I just went with it because I thought she was beautiful. 
In my many visits to Saugatuck, I'd experienced two very different towns. In the winter, it's desolate and beautiful, and in the summer, it's congested and beautiful. Sarah's family ran a hardware store in the tourist section of town. Every time I visited, I wondered how they managed to stay in business and put Sarah through school because they didn't sell much. In case you were wondering, they didn't carry the Duke toilet line. Sarah's father, Pat, always seemed happy to tell me why. It would start with a tour. Let me show you something, he'd say. Then he'd walk me over to the plumbing section to point out the obviously non-Duke toilet he carried. It's not a Duke because they don't work worth a shit. No pun intended. People would tell me it took three flushes and want their money back. I can't be selling three flush toilets to my customers, young man. I'm sorry. I had no problem with that, except he told me every time I walked into that hardware store. At that point in my life, I was only concerned about the stock price of Duke Industrial Fixtures, not the actual products. I was too naive to know the two were interconnected. Driving through the bustling downtown brought so many memories back, mostly how hard it was to find a parking spot during the summer. It's possible a third of my swearing catalog was developed while my parents searched for a parking spot in Saugatuck. Sunburnt shoppers lined both sides of the streets, snacking on ice cream cones and moving in and out of the quaint brick stores. Tiny birds risked their lives eating scraps off the sidewalks while dodging the elephant-sized feet of Midwestern tourists. Being back in Saugatuck was exhilarating and terrifying at the same time. The more I recognized, the more memories came back. My heart felt like a lump in my throat. We were going slow enough where I noticed the three cars ahead of me were waiting on a car pulling out of an incredible parking spot. I was crushed because I never get those spots. I knew one of the three cars ahead of us would take it. My disappointment vaporized as soon as I realized the incredible parking spot was 30 feet away from Sarah's hardware store. Way, way, way out of my comfort zone. The downside of having Chewy with me was I couldn't do anything with the anonymity I desired, like hiding in my car and spying on Sarah's store for the entire day. I didn't want him to know what a creepy wussy his older brother had turned into, so all my instinctual go-to options were off the table. The first car that stopped short to let this person out of their coveted spot kept going. Are you fucking kidding me? Did they not see that spot? I wasn't kidding when I said this was a premium, premium spot. Right in the middle of all the action. They must have been going home. The second car passed the open spot and didn't even tap their brakes. What the fuck? Did they not see this fucking spot open up? It was killing me. I can't drive by that spot if it's still open. But I can't park in that spot because it's way, way too close to Sarah's store. The car in front of me tapped its brakes and started their turn signal. They were taking the spot. It was now a moot point. Thank fucking God. I had never been so relieved to lose an incredible parking spot. Then, without a warning, they sped off, leaving me with 50 feet of pavement, a premium parking space, and a mind-crushing decision. Motherfucker, look at that spot. Park their homes? Even Chewie was excited about it. Yeah, I see it, Chewie. 
practical parker was screaming into my left ear, Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, you can't pass up that parking spot. Are you kidding me? During tourist season, you can't. Then Big Pussy Parker would say calmly into my right ear, You have to drive past this spot, Parker. It's way too close to Sarah's building. This is too much, too fast. What did we decide coming here? Let's take it slow. Find another parking spot that isn't so dangerous. Big Pussy Parker's calm words didn't help. Just like it didn't help when I noticed the parking space was really a space and a half. Mostly shaded. Must keep moving. Fuck me running, I announced as I turned into the spot too good to pass up. I picked a fight with a thousand years of human evolution and lost. I didn't stand a chance. At least Chewie doesn't know we're this close to Sarah's store. Holmes, there's Saga Talk Hardware. Is that her store? Chewie asked, undoing his seatbelt. There was nothing I could do. He was too smart to fool. Yes, her family owns it. Hold up, Chewie. Those poor people. I bet you Home Depot is killing them. Are they broke? I don't think so. They own the building. This is pricey real estate around here. It's probably worth a million bucks. Holy crap, for that building? Are we going in? My stomach was turning in knots. Sarah Campbell could be in the building right in front of me. No. Let's just do a walk by first and see if she's in there. Why don't you wait here? I felt like a fifth grader about to drop off a note that said, Do you like me? Check the yes or no box. Piper got up and stretched in the back seat, made eye contact with me, curled herself back into a ball, and went back to sleep. I rolled down the windows halfway so she wouldn't get hot in the car. You're kidding, right? I drove this whole way and you're pussing out? No, I'm not pussing out. Of course I was. I just want to start slow, okay? Cool your jets and do what I say. And no matter what, don't go into that store unless you are following me. Got it? Chewie shrugged dismissively, shut his door, and started walking. Fast. I sped up, panicked to catch him. The nervousness and exhilaration I'd been feeling in the sanctity of my own car tripled when I saw her. I froze in my tracks. Sarah Campbell was 25 feet away from me, setting up a display in the front window of her store. She was exactly how I remembered her, except she was more beautiful than ever. She was dressed in a hardware store apron over a white shirt, red shorts, and flip-flops. Her brown hair was pushed back in a ponytail, and her olive skin was already tanned from the summer sun. I forgot how graceful her hands were. Her long fingers adjusted the jars stacked within the display she looked close to finishing. The front door was propped open, and Chewie had already gone into the store. If I could have yelled at him without making a sound, I would have screamed, Get back here, please! Now! Please, please, please! Because I had never been so afraid in my life. Chewie stopped in front of Sarah, and I could see the display contained several humongous jars of honey. With a jar of honey balanced in each beautiful hand, she stopped what she was doing and smiled at him. She asked him something, and he started talking, which I knew meant certain disaster. Fuck it. It's the end of the world. Why the fuck wouldn't I go in there? I took a deep breath and put one foot in front of the other until I broke the store's threshold. Sarah's attention was naturally drawn to the next customer. When she saw me, she dropped both jars of honey, shattering one. She didn't say anything, and I didn't say anything. 
Chewie hustled over, picked up the jar that wasn't broken, and tried to hand it back to her, but she was still staring at me with her hand on her chest. Her wedding ring sparkled against her tan skin, and it hit me with a dull thud that I was just a customer standing there, and that's all I'd ever be. Parker? she asked, her voice cracking, clearly surprised by my sudden appearance. I searched for something witty, but was interrupted by a perky little thing carrying four more jars of honey. Nice work, Mom. She looked at me, and I recognized her, though I'd never seen her before. I turned to Sarah. Is she, is this, is she your daughter? I asked excitedly. I hadn't even thought it was possible. My head felt like it was going to explode. No, Sarah said sternly. Mom, the girl said, half smiling. What's your name? I asked the girl. Harper. How old are you, Harper? How creepy are you, stranger? She snapped back, looking exactly like her mother. I never thought I could love anyone as much as I loved Sarah Campbell, but I was wrong. Is she? I stopped. I could see Sarah tearing up. This child named Harper had my eyes. How could I handle this tactfully? My mom would always say, there's a time and a place for everything. And I was glad I'd taken that philosophy to heart because I realized this was a very sensitive situation which called for a certain degree of finesse. I'm your father, Harper. There was silence as Harper looked at me, alarmed. She dropped the four jars of honey she was carrying. More silence. I expected the ground was covered in a deadly delicious mixture of honey and glass shards, but it was hard to take my eyes off the daughter I never knew I had. Why didn't you tell me, I pleaded to Sarah. My eyes teared up now. Sarah looked incredibly upset. You're not her father. She sounded like she meant it. She was convincing, though. I immediately looked back to Harper, embarrassed, thinking maybe I got her age wrong. But as soon as I looked at Harper again, I knew Sarah was lying. I could see myself in Harper, and the best thing was her mother's beautiful genes had hidden every bit of awkwardness my DNA might have brought with it. It was wonderful, and I was her father. I knew I was. Mom, he's my father, isn't he? No, and without warning, Sarah Campbell jumped over the shards of glass and honey, disappearing through a side door labeled private. Wow, Harper said. This answers some questions. I could see her mind working. This is a doozy. Hi, I held my hand out. I'm Parker Duke, and this is my little brother, Chewy Duke. Chewy held his free hand out. You can call me Uncle Chewy. Harper did a double take at Chewy's beautiful blonde hair and his long legs and smiled. Okay, cool. I'm not sure what to say next. Your mother was my girlfriend in college. We broke up. I didn't know. It sounded empty and hollow, so I stopped. I was overwhelmed by joy. I was exerting every effort I could not to cry because I was pretty sure crying might take this into the creepy zone with a teenage girl. I was a dad for ten seconds and I was already scared of blowing it. Yep, I'm putting it together. You're the guy from the scrapbook. She had an amused delivery, cool as a cucumber. Scrapbook? I found Mom asleep on the couch with a scrapbook three separate times. No biggie, right? But most of the pictures are of you and her, which at the time I thought was messed up because obviously you're not my dad. Like I said, this is a doozy. She emphasized doozy, stretching it out. It killed me. She was so funny. 
Don't cry, she reached out and held my arm. I lost it at Doozy. Who says that? She was so cute, and she was my daughter with Sarah Campbell. I was doing a silent, ugly cry with my head down to hide the ugly as much as I could. I couldn't help crying, though. It was the best fucking moment of my life. Are you mad at her? she asked. I couldn't respond right away. My ugly cry was paralyzing. I was able to shake my head no and blubber. Nope. Happy. Harper hugged me. You're sweet, Parker Duke. You should go talk to Mom. She needs time, don't you think? I asked, feeling like the wussy I was. No, she's had time. I think she owes us an explanation, don't you? I bet she never told you she was pregnant and got trapped under her secret. I smiled. And this one's a doozy. I stretched it out like Harper did. I walked nervously towards the door marked private until I heard another jar of honey break. I looked back to see a frozen chewy, mouth agape, standing over a fresh mass of broken glass and honey. It slipped, he said sheepishly. Harper was laughing hysterically. I'll pay for all of this, I said, gesturing to the piles of gooey danger. Yes, you will, Harper rang back confidently. What's going on out there? Sarah burst out of her hiding spot, almost hitting me with the door. Chewy dropped another jar. I'll pay for all this mess, Sarah. I'm sorry to just show up here. You can't just waltz back into my life and start staking claims. I'm not staking claims. I didn't even know. My head was spinning. Harper, we obviously need to have a talk, a long one. What you need to know right now is this doesn't change anything. This is Parker Duke, your biological father. I'm sure we'll get to meet one of his lawyers next. Then, turning to me, Parker, this was reckless. I hope you're happy now. The lawyer's reference hit me hard. In college, our plans were often interrupted by my father's attorneys requesting my immediate signature. She still thought of me as that rich, spoiled asshole that admittedly, at the time, I very much was. That's not entirely fair, Sarah. I'm a real person now, I pleaded. I don't have family attorneys anymore. I have a mortgage. I worry about paying bills. I work in real estate now. She didn't seem to care at all. I'm finishing the bear. Are you a writer or are you in real estate? I'm in real estate, but I'm taking a six-month break, and it's the first thing I started working on. Chewy is going to proofread it for me. Chewy shook his head and mouth, nope, to Harper, who laughed. Our story? The two brothers, Sam and Jack? You haven't finished that yet? I could sense she was about to cry. Not yet. Almost, though. I literally stopped this morning. I have it finished in my head. I just have to type it. I'm at the point where Jack and Sam have just run into the bear. The only reason I stopped is because we got here. That's why Chewy was driving, so I could write. She harumphed at another failed promise, like I knew she would. She was too smart. Why are you here? She sounded exasperated, although she looked as beautiful as I'd ever seen her. I just drove, ma'am, Chewy said with a shrug. I think she was talking to me, Chewy. You drove? How old are you, Chewy? Sarah said, confused. Fifteen, ma'am. Fifteen? And you drove from Atlanta? You let him drive? She was looking back at me in even more disbelief. He's an incredible driver. He has his learning permit. It's not as bad as it sounds. He's a mature 15 and a very good driver. I taught him myself. Sarah placed both her hands on her hips. 
She was sizing me up, confident I'd made another questionable judgment call, like the many I'd made in college. Except, how did she know we drove from Atlanta? When did you start using ma'am, I whispered to Chewy, amused. Seriously, are they teaching you that in school? He shrugged his shoulders. Seriously, who is he? I could tell Sarah was trying to get a better view of Chewy's beautiful legs. I told you, my little brother, he drove. I could have said adopted little brother to clear things up, but I never used that word in front of Chewy. Sarah took her eyes off Chewy's legs and focused back on me. Why are you here? You still haven't told me. Why have you waited this long? Technically, I asked. No, not technically. Honestly, why are you here? Well, if I say that I drove, I turned to Chewy. How long of a drive was that? About 12 hours, Holmes. So if I say we, or I guess Chewy, drove 12 hours, it might sound, he's a widower, Chewy interrupted. Yes, I was. How did I not think of that? I just wanted to get away from everything and thought the weather would be nicer up north. It was here or Chicago. I'm glad we chose Saugatuck. Sarah looked at me after an awkward silence. Me too, I guess. Well, we obviously have a lot to discuss, starting with my apology, because this is my mess. She caught herself before she became emotional. Although this is not the proper venue, why don't you come over to the house tonight for dinner and we'll talk? Harper will give you directions. Harper, please go home and wait for me. I'll be home after I meet with Mr. Hadley. You and I can have a talk then. I'm sure you have a lot of questions. She gave Harper a long hug and gave me a nervous glance as she walked back through the door labeled private. I looked back at Harper, who was smiling. A doozy. I'm going to get some mileage out of this, that's for sure. Where are you guys staying, she asked. I thought we'd stay at that white bed and breakfast there by the park. Is that still a bed and breakfast? Yep. Curious, though. Do you have reservations? Chewy looked at me, and I looked back at my daughter. My daughter? No, I'm afraid it was more of a spontaneous trip. Do you think it's full? Is there another place to stay? Harper laughed. <laughs> what are you, new? School just got out. The summer season has started. If you don't have reservations, you don't have a room. You can stay with us, though. Mom will flip, but she'll get over it. You probably noticed earlier she doesn't like surprises. Bad idea, don't you think, I said. It was, too. I didn't want to surprise Sarah like that. Technically, you're family, right? Mom always talks about how important family is. Plus, I need a ride home anyway. Can you take me? It appeared to me that Harper inherited her mother's brains and my proclivity to break the rules if you could somehow rationalize it. I was immediately horrified we might have spawned another attorney. Of course we can give you a ride, but do you really think she'll be okay with us staying there? That might be a pretty big surprise to get over, don't you think? You really don't have a choice if you want to stay around here. You can drive to Holland tonight if it gets ugly and you're in a pinch. What about that cool hotel on the side of the hill where you turn left to go to Oval Beach? Harper's answer was a dismissive laugh, ignoring me as she turned to Chewy. I make my own honey. Do you want to see my beehives? I looked down at the mess around our feet and saw the labels. Harper's Honey.